1: Hello? and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Diana Dettinger, best-selling author of the book Modus Vivendi, Your Life, Your Way, as well as international speaker and founder of The Meaning of Life School, where you learn to be you. My mission is to connect you to your innate greatness for a healthier, happier, and more fulfilling life. You can find out more about this interview at journeytosuccessradio.com. My guest today is Paul D. Guyon. Welcome, Paul. I really appreciate you taking your time from your busy, busy schedule to be with us today.
0: Well, thank you, Diane. I am, I'm very happy to be here.
1: Super. Well, Paul and I are co-authors in the book Journey to Success, Volume 2. And not only, you know, as authors of this book, but really as people, we share a lot of common values. And I believe we can, you know, sort of sum those up as, you know, family and faith And I also believe we innately both have this, you know, mission to teach. You know, we love to to teach adults. So for the listeners, we really want you to get some great takeaways from, you know, our learning experiences and help you in, I'd say, you know, three different areas. You know, going through change because, you know, Paul has been through some amazing transformational changes, help you with some work-life balance, help you with some self-care. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. So Paul is a former chief information officer of a 53 million dollar international logistics firm DSI and he teaches small business owners how to create and implement systems and technology. He is like the tech guy. Talk about someone, the go-to person. <laughs> so he enables ordinary people really to produce extraordinary results and I agree with that because technology is, just freaks people out and when tech things work that is really when you've got both the human mind that is you know creative and working toward results and the technology to support it. So Paul's clients have managed up to 40 million dollars in business with a department of just five people. That is really, if I can say, you know, sort of a bad word, like kick-ass results. (laughs) (laughs) He invented the technology to enable a new market category for streamlines, uh, that streamlines delivery, invoicing, and payment of lost bags for Delta, Northwest, American, you know, United Airlines. And we all know that if, you know, an airline company is going to lose your bags, you are probably going to change airlines. So this has really saved them from a lot of potential loss. Stephen, even, you know, invented delivery management systems that saved millions of dollars for pharmaceutical giants. And, you know, now he teaches these small business owners how to grow and build their business with smart marketing and technology, you know, keeping their faith and core values really at the center of their growth and their life. So his home is in Traverse City, Michigan, and I have actually been there too. Oh, really? And I love that area. It's amazing how big the sky is. Yeah, t- tell people about the environment you live in.
0: Well, I'm glad you asked me that. You know, I, I moved up here from um, the Detroit area in 1986, and it took me maybe about five, four or five months before I actually really, really had experienced the northern lights for the first time. And uh, it was it was in the, it was a, a a dark winter night, and I was driving and uh, driving on a back road going to one of my gigs to play the drums and I looked up and I saw these lights and I'm going what is that and I actually pulled over and got out and looked and I just could not believe how beautiful the sky was in fact wow. I told I told my boss about this and the next day in my office there was a picture of the northern lights and the funny thing was, is I never even noticed the new picture in my office. It was a huge picture that he gave me this, uh, just to, just to kind of acclimate me and congratulate me for, for noticing the beauty of the area. And uh, I never noticed it because I was so focused on work.
1: I mean, isn't it, isn't it funny how when you're in a city or somehow constructed area that the sky seems smaller? and in your yeah. area up there in Traverse City I mean it is amazing I, I you know I live in Europe and somehow I feel like the sky is smaller <laughs> in Michigan when you get up there it's like the sky is enormous it's, it's, it's a beautiful beautiful feeling and I know you know Paul just to give you guys some more information you know he enjoys the active and healthy lifestyle which I you know I agree when you live in nature that is healthy and you know he absolutely adores his three sons he has this passion for business and he can share some really great information about that and even music and drumming and especially you know he, he contributes a lot of this um, this big transformation in his life to you know community service and faith in god so go ahead and give us you know give us some talk about change you know how your life has been really an amazing amazing uphill climb let's say in the past five years
0: well thank you diana um it really has been an uphill battle for me. Uh, I have struggled with uh, with uh, drug and alcohol abuse um, throughout my life, especially in my in my corporate career. Uh, I guess I would I wouldn't call myself an alcoholic because I'm not an alcoholic, but uh, I definitely used um, self medicated to uh, to help deal with stress. And um, it really took. Some major um, problems in my life, uh, the loss of a job, the loss of my marriage, and nearly losing my my family completely because of my lifestyle. Uh, that finally I came to my senses and said, "No, this is enough. I'm I'm not going to do this anymore." And I haven't had a drink in about uh, oh, 2008 it was the last time I had a Great. drink. And uh, I've never turned back since. And uh, you know, it. A lot of people say that you've got to hit rock bottom first, and hopefully not everybody does. But right. really, that was a turning point for me, and my life has never been hasn't been the same ever since. Uh, I've I've made a lot of change in my uh, my faith life, my family life. I've got a good relationship with my kids and with my former wife. And uh, in fact, we were at a track meet last night where my son was high jumping, and he, he uh, hes a tenth grader, and he—he uh, he had his personal record, six feet one inch, uh, wow, in, the high, in the high jump. Yeah. So so I've got a decent relationship with my former wife. I've got a good relationship with my kids, uh, and it's it all because all because I came to my senses and wasn't selfish anymore. And yeah, I think that's you know.
1: Well, do you do you find? I mean, if if the if your corporate job had not been so stressful, do you think that you would have had a different release of that stress? Like, you know, you know, we always find, you know, because we'll say, okay, so there's like the cause and effect. You know, the cause was the too much stress, and then you know that was, you know, that that sort of like, so say, drove you to, you know, the the, the drinking. Yeah. If it had been an easier job you think you would have drank anyway just to pass the time
0: probably probably yes. just because of, of my mindset I, I i wasn't focusing on the right thing and the the thing the thing for me uh that helped was a, a heart surgeon from india who I, whom I've, I've never met uh advised me i met him in a mastermind group and he said paul why don't you quit focusing on trying to help yourself so much and focus on helping others? and that was about the time i I got had gotten sober and um, I created a food to the rescue cookbook which was to to help raise awareness for a local uh, food rescue bank where we would go in and rescue food that was soon to expire on the grocery shelves and we, we would deliver that immediately to the food programs in the area and we went from from zero to six million meals in seven years uh, just because of just not because of my idea but I helped raise awareness because of the cookbook that we created that was my first information yeah. product and so that wow. was my first, yeah. first focus on helping others with my talents. And, yeah,
1: because uh, you really are just an amazing creative mind. I mean, usually people would put the, you know, the right brain creativity in a different area or like a different kind of person than a left brain strategist and information technology person. But you really have a beautiful blend of both. Where you've got the creative marketing idea, and then you know how to implement it I mean is that is a, that is a, that is a real fullness of 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 an ability you know you probably don't have to delegate a lot because you've got it all inside of you you know <laughs> uh. well you
0: know that can that can be uh, that can be bad a bad thing and I think that might be a, one of the keys that I was so stressful uh, in my job was that I was the guy I, I i knew everything about every all of our systems and how they all mingled together. And it was hard to bring new people into it, especially when we were moving that quickly. So, yeah, well, so um, there was too much yeah, dependence on some, me.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But So you have been in the corporate arena for how many years? And you continue. This, this is what I find is really interesting, that you continue to have, let's say, a corporate day job. But then mm-hmm. you're also an entrepreneur on the side. So tell us more about that.
0: Well, I love implementing technology. And so that's what I do in my, in my day job. I teach people how to use the technology that we've created or that, we're, that we've adapted to our business. But that's not enough. I need to create, uh, in a corporate, you've got to follow lots of rules and you've got to follow, follow other people's, uh, what their strategy is. Although you can advise them and I do advise them, but it's not my own strategy. So uh, when I'm off doing my ultimate mastermind group, with uh, my partner, Tony Rebleski, um, we're able to create and and do things according to the way that we want to do them and the way I want them to be done, uh, which is, of course, I'm a control freak, too, so <laughs> it's it's nice to be able to follow your own rules. And, of course, you know, being, being able to, uh, to, to work the day job and have that is, is great. And it helps with, uh, you know, my, my goals to, to rebuild my life, uh, after, uh, after the, the big corporate, uh, uh, the corporate transition from the big, big, big company to the little company. Uh, I, it helps, gives me a little bit of stability, but, uh, at the same time, I get to, get to go out and create with, uh, with you know fifteen or twenty other entrepreneurs, and help them help them really get their lives on track and get their businesses going, and uh, and see, to see that all happen really really fuels my passion to, to 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 keep doing it.
1: Well, you know there is a calling now. I don't know if any of the listeners, well, you know here just for the listeners, you know we're with uh, Paul, Yadier, uh, Paul D. Paul D. Gayon, and you know talking about our experience with Journey to Success Radio and his you know work and life experience. And, you know, there are so many people now that seem to want to transition into this, you know, freedom lifestyle, be the entrepreneur, have either the information products. You know, you've got, you continue to have a a foot in both places. What do you recommend to these people that want that transition from corporate into entrepreneurial? Or do you feel like, you know, just as your choice, you know, you can actually have the best of both worlds. So, you know, don't be so abrupt. What would you recommend?
0: Well, I would start with whom you, who you want to serve and, and your big why. Uh, it's up to you if you want to have a, a day job and a part-time uh, business. So I think that's a great idea, especially when you're getting started. Uh, wh- one of my clients uh, is a 26-year-old entrepreneur, and I met him at a radio shack, and he, I could tell that he was just brilliant. and. Uh, and I said you need to start a you need to start a blog and uh, start teaching teaching people about this technology he was a, a wireless technology guru and um, so he called me up about 6 months later and he said hey Paul this is Nate I quit my job I I did what you told me to do and I'm like oh no no <laughs> I didn't tell you to quit your job I said start a blog and start writing about what you do and so you know, the lesson here is that you've got responsibilities to your family and to your life. And and so jumping off, in my opinion, jumping off and just quitting everything is, is a bold move. But if you don't know who you're going to serve first and you don't have that all lined up with uh, with your big why, it's going to be tough to keep going when you can't make the rent, when you can't make, make payroll, when you can't do these things uh, without the proper funding. So uh, – the way I did it, starting a part-time business, is uh, was really effective for me because I had my family to provide for, and uh, you know, obligations. So I would. Yeah. What I, would, I
1: find. Yeah. Yeah. What Go ahead. I find even is you know being an entrepreneur. I would call it, uh, well, let me, you know, I'll tell you a story like that. You know, my, my grandfather. Uh, my grandfather was, you know, a carpenter and even a musician and, you know, had his, his wood building, you know, business and things like that. And, you know, on the side, as his free time hobby, he would be, you know, down in the basement or in the garage making grandfather clocks and, you know, making pieces of furniture for for the family. and And that's what I find is... You know, years ago, there was this sort of like crafts. you know, like you would have as a hobby, you would have a craft or you would have gardening or you would have, uh, you know, restoring a car or something like that. You know, now a lot of people as their hobby they have sort of an entrepreneurial business or something online. So I agree with you. You know, not necessarily do you have to jump into the entrepreneurial life. If you've got a 9-to-5 job that's still satisfying, you can use the, the entrepreneurial, you know, the online thing as a hobby, just like they did years ago, you know, fixing your car in your garage.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, because I have a client, you know, similar to yours, and he's in the banking industry and, you know, is really, though, wanting to do coaching on, on teenagers. And I said, well, you know, the, the transition can be slow. You can do the workshops on the weekends by still, yeah, I would give the exact same advice. And so we're over 50, so, you know, not, at least I am. <laughs> uh, not necessarily, you know, just that has to be written in gold, but I think based on, you know, our experience that, uh, yeah, that is, that is a smoother, a way to have, you know, less stress and smoother sailing. Because I, I agree that you are, the less stressed you are, the more creative. Would you agree?
0: I, absolutely. In fact, In fact, you need a release in life. To, uh, whether it be, I, I recommend exercise, daily exercise, uh, or at least five days a week, to uh, to help with that, because it just releases uh, releases the endorphins and makes you uh, in, improves your well being when you when you're either running or walking or or doing some some sort of activity beyond just the everyday, you know, go to work, get up, go to work, come home, have dinner, go to bed, watch TV, you know, yeah. you need to break that cycle and do something do something for yourself. Uh, What what
1: exercise do you do?
0: Well, I'm a runner and and a walker, and uh, I hurt my knee a couple of years ago, and so I kind of fell off. uh, uh, I had a great streak running. I was was going out every day. I was averaging about 60 miles a month, which isn't a lot, but it builds up uh, over time. I'd done actually a th- over fifteen hundred miles here in my my little subdivision uh, just going out every day, every morning, about four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, go uh, take a run for for thirty minutes, and I'd just be ready to go. You know I'd be so so um, tuned up and ready to go and seize the day uh, if you put that exercise right at the beginning of your day. so it, it just really, really helps.
1: Well, so do you have do you have sort of a a secret to success? Like, you know, would you put the, you know, the exercise first thing in the morning? What's right now? Right now, what's your secret to success?
0: I think discipline and managing my time and also managing my thoughts and what what I'm distracted with and what I'm not going to allow my distractions to be. And... That probably that number, that's probably the number one thing, is to not get distracted by all the things that are b- being thrown at us. I mean, there's so many shiny objects around us. There's all these new ways to market your business. There's all this media. There's all this pleasure. There's all these, uh, you know, TV, there's, you know, how many TV channels do we have? You know, there's movie channels, there's streaming media on your phones, on your, on your watch, on your, on your, uh, refrigerators now you know on your appliances there's so many distractions and how can you you got to cut through all that noise and you need to center yourself and um focus on your mission and and, and your 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 station in life determines what you're uh what you're really responsible for your if you're a father think responsible to your children and your spouse and if you, if you have a job, you're responsible to that job. And if, if you're distracted, you can do the best you can be at the, at, at, at being a father or being a, a good employee or being a, uh, a good business owner. You just can't do it. If you're off, off following the next little trend, uh, you're going to be zigzagging all over life. And so you need to be centered with, uh, with faith or with, uh, you know, being responsible to to your your position in life, and yeah, of course, we we'll want to be better.
1: Your, exactly. Go ahead. Let's talk about your chapter in the book uh, Journey to Success, Volume Two, and it's entitled "Persistence in Faith: An Unbeatable Combination." It's never too late to change your ways and turn back turn your back on a life that doesn't serve you. That is just, and that really does say it, you know, about yeah. uh, how cool you are. <laughs> tell, huh. tell us more about faith, because I. Uh, I, I love your story. I really, really do, and how it's very touching, and the involvement of you with your mother. And get, tell tell listeners about that story.
0: Well, my story isn't different, really, than than, than most. Uh, lots of people have have done the same, have gone through the same things that I have. Um, my my mom, when I was a, a little little child, um, told me to say a hail mary every day, and of course I didn't didn't listen to her, but she did so she prayed for me all these years and uh, when i finally had hit rock bottom i my i had the honor to um to actually start caring for my mother uh for her finances and as she she aged she was been a doctor all of her life and as she uh as she got older she was unable to handle that and so she and i started talking on the phone on a regular basis every every day almost and um Forgive me if I go off on a tangent here. She taught me some things about my faith that I didn't know, and I wanted to learn more. And so um, after I got sober, uh, a friend of mine approached me and invited me to join a men's group called uh, Men's Fraternity. And it was the first time I had an experience of how my faith can actually work with my home and with my job. And I went, wow, this is really cool. I want to learn more. So I eventually, eventually came back to the Catholic Church after 38 years uh, of of not going to church, not praying, not uh, you know going off on a hedonistic lifestyle that wasn't serving myself or God, my God. Uh, so it was through I think my mo- the, my mother's prayer, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, and my willingness and wanting and seeking, I was seeking the truth, seeking to find what it is that I was missing in my life. Because I always knew that something was missing. And I think that might be why, and my dad had, had been missing in my life a lot in a lot of ways too. And that's why, uh, you'll have to read my story to uh, <laughs> read the story to, to learn more about that. But I was always seeking uh, something and I thought I would find it in in seeking of pleasures, in, in self medication, uh, and none of those things have filled the thing I was seeking for, and it was a longing for God. That's what yeah. that's the bottom line was my longing for God. And I'm at peace now because I found I found a center in faith. So so my life is was centered in my faith, faith first. And then of course, persistence is um, how I structure my day, without the distractions. How I, I chunk out my time in the morning uh, for prayer and for uh, working on my part-time business and for getting ready, uh, ready for the day to seize the day, so I can I can go and be the best I can.
1: Wow, that's great. Yeah, I had uh, I had an experience where I uh, I miscarried uh, a very uh, you know child that you know we really really wanted, mm. and you know I already had two older sons, and then I miscarried the child. And even uh then when I you know luckily got pregnant right afterwards, and I felt like it was a girl and uh i you know i i did i i did. just prayed to Mary every day, and I wore someone had given me the a present of the um Mary of Guadalupe you know, mm, the, the, yeah. in mexico, uh-huh. and so I wore that the, you know during the whole pregnancy and it's it's funny you know it, now this is i um it's sort of an ambiguous kind of thing. You can, you can help me gain clarity. There's this, this amazing thing about faith that really fills you up, you know, that sometimes yeah. it seems like it's something outside of you. But then when it's inside of you, it's actually bigger. Sometimes it seems like it's outside of you. Like I remember as a girl, you know, always praying to my guardian angel. And sometimes mm-hmm. I will place that, let's say that energy or that presence, as something outside of me that really helps and guides me. But I think, you know, when integrating it over the years even more inside of me, then it's, it's like all of a sudden we're one. I, I don't know how to, you know, that's sort of a fuzzy kind of explanation. But what do you, is faith something that is outside of you or inside of you? It's both Yeah
0: We were given the greatest gift Of all By our creator And that is our gift of free will And Free will is a, is a double edged sword Free will is why the, the, the world is so screwed up The way it is today uh, Because we chose to be separated from, from what We chose through sin To be separated from God through our free will, and of course God's all powerful. He could make us do do uh, do His will, but He wants us to to choose to do His will. So when we choose to do and trust trust and choose uh, to do His will, like your station in life, I was talking about that earlier, uh, or, or your um, what His will in, what His will in your life is, whatever that might be. When those things are aligned, then. Then that thing you're talking about that was bigger, that's outside of you, and you and what's inside of you come together, and this is what I think Napoleon Hill was talking about. Your um, your third, was it your third self? Yeah. When he talks, yeah, when, when he talks about aligning that that uh, I think I, I can't think of the principle that he was talking about, but. It was having this faith, this burning desire in faith when those when those things line up, that's the same as doing god's will so if your if your will is will was contrary to to what what naturally you were meant to do or what you what you uh, should be doing in your life, uh, you might not be successful at it. But when you when you're lined up like when I decided that I was going to help others instead of trying to focus on myself, things started to line up. Things started to, to start clicking for me, and uh, that's and you can feel it. You just know it innately. Wow, I'm really I'm really cooking, and. In the in the last chapter of my book, my conclusion is that our will, and our internal ability, our faith, whatever you want to call it, our desire can uh, can help us to decide what thing to do, whether it be uh, you know to become a, uh, uh, a an author, a international best selling author, or whatever. But it's our faith with combined with that will to do that thing is what really helps it. Makes it an unbeatable combination. It's yeah, those two it's things. Those line up.
1: The, yeah, it, it's when you know that you're part of something bigger, then you want to expand yourself to even touch other people's lives. Correct. You know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and and so it's not just about you because know, you you've mentioned a couple times you know hedonistic lifestyle. It's right. not just me me me. It's everything I do. Everything I do influences someone on some level because, you know, nowadays, even, you know, with uh, the studies and and we are energy, right? So, I mean, Mm -hmm. if you've got the the self-sabotaging or self-destructive mindset, then that's going to emit an energy around you that, you know, it's going to drag other people down. It's not going to influence them positively. And so the idea of being a part of the one and, mm-hmm. and and really adopting that responsibility to 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 step up in a bigger way. And I, I like the, your combination of persistence and, and faith. And do you feel um, do you feel that you know finding faith is what you would say you know your number one sort of success? The biggest success so far is uh, is coming back to that part of yourself.
0: Absolutely, that was the thing that was missing. Was I didn't have a direction. I didn't have. Uh, I I was I was lost. I was zigzagging my way through life. I was chasing money. I was chasing, uh, <clears throat> you know, the pleasures in life, uh, you know, the good pleasures and the bad. And uh, I wanted more of those things. And uh, and of all the possessions that I had, and uh, all the partying that I did, and all of that. Uh, didn't make me any happier, so it wasn't until, and I was an anxious man. I was impatient, anxious, and I'm still impatient because I want things everything now. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, but but I'm more at peace than I ever have been. I'm a lot more calm, and uh, I check myself when I when I'm being impatient with people, especially. Uh, I notice, uh, wow, wait a minute, that's not how I'm supposed to be treating that person. I, I might be impatient, but I don't have to be rude you know so i'm a lot more present in my life i'm aware of myself uh, i'm i'm not always anxious and always being upset about how things aren't going my way i'm a lot more calm and at peace right. because i oh, found yeah,
1: but, that well how how is, how is that change because how old are your sons now so they've they've, they've lived through i mean as a as a witness also of all these changes that their father's gone through, how, how is that – how do you think that will uh, influence them stepping into being, you know, really complete men? Because you've got three sons. So I'm sure they're – you know, they were probably observing you as a man, as a, as a male figure, father figure.
0: Yeah, well, of course – they have their lives to live and and their mistakes to make and and uh, have to find their own way. But I, I hope that I've given a good good example of, of it's possible to to uh, change your ways and and uh, to really do the right thing. I think my oldest son Jacob, he's nine, he'll be uh, twenty this this uh, summer, and uh, he's really really coming. He and I he and I really I left the, the marriage, or I was. <laughs> Uh, my ex-wife left uh, when he was about 12, between 10 and 12, and that was a really, really critical time in his formation as a man. And right. and and I wasn't there for him, and so he had influences of other men, of course, in his life. And um, he and I were like two peas in a pod up until that point, and uh, we lost that, and so we're still rebuilding that. But he noticed. He he's noticed my transformation and He's becoming one heck of a man and responsible and sensitive. And, you know, I know that he's going to turn out great. And it's not because of me. It's because of him. But he's been able to witness my transformation. And I think think he's he trusts me now. And he, and he looks to me uh, more so than he did in, in those interim years where, where I was kind of struggling. And he, he yeah, needed he to build his that. trust back in me, you know.
1: Well, of course, yeah, because, you know, trust is the first thing to lose
0: yeah. <laughs> and the
1: hardest thing to rebuild. But, and, you know, we know that even, you know, in our experience in, you know, corporate training and all that kind of stuff, trust <laughs> is the foundation of, of any kind of relationship. But I find, you know, because I've got four kids, and what i found is, uh, is that it's, it's even funny how sometimes a bad example teaches more. I mean, I remember even, you know, just the little kids when my, when my kids were little and taking them to the park and how there would be the, you know, the one kid would either bite or grab or do the temper tantrum. And somehow <laughs> noticing a bad example reinforced their, what you said before, the free will choice of I'm not going to go, <laughs> you know, down that path. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go this path. So, you know, I, that's what I find is too many people, you know, especially parents, beat themselves up for mistakes made. Where if you've got a really good dialogue with your kids, you can say, you know, sure, I wasn't maybe the best example, I'm impatient or, you know, whatever. But through that, you know, now we've, we've seen that we get the effects that we don't like, right? But it mm-hmm. actually does open their eyes more than just the, the perfect. You know the perfect kind of parent that never makes a mistake. I mean, I find that that's too artificial. It's important even for parents to be vulnerable. It's important for them to 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 be real and to be human and you know take down the facade of just you know the perfect thing. And and very often it's the the negative lesson that the negative example you know mm-hmm. could be with between the kids at school or on the playground or you know even parent child that teaches more. And really has them reflect on their free will ability and the choices that they'll make. I agree. No, no one is proud of their mistakes. But I find that when you, when you, you know, either find the peace, or, and if that be through faith or some kind of you know, self-forgiveness process, then... You know, it was, it was all sort of, I guess, for a reason. And then, you know, the reason is finally stepping into the greater person you can be. Right on. Well, what advice, what advice, uh, or what, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Was it uh, the best advice someone gave you that you find was part of your transformation or change process?
0: Well, after having this interview, I would say, uh, having said that Hail Mary every day would, would be a good one. Um, but, but practical advice for me, um, really good advice was from my father when um, I, was, uh, I was in my 20s, was he said to get into computers or management or both. And uh, I wanted to be a rock musician. I wanted to be, uh, you know, a, a rock star. And uh, I... I knew and I, I had worked in a, a factory for, uh, a number of years and, um, uh, and lost that job, uh, back in the eighties and the, 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 uh, the economy took a, took a real, real hit. And, uh, so I found myself looking for, for work and he goes, Paul, go, go to, go to, go get yourself, uh, uh, a, a degree in computer science or something. And, uh, you know, of course, I didn't do it that way. <laughs> I shortcutted it. But I got into computers and consulting and I went, wow, this really, I really love doing this because I was helping people learn how to use technology. And I found I was really good at it. So I guess finding something that you're really good at that you can help others with um, would be a good, a parallel to what I'm saying. But that was really great advice because that changed my career from being a, uh, a, a factory, uh, factory worker To a professional, so working in a professional, uh, and for me, being able to teach people that was great for me because that's that fits my personality. For someone else, it might be becoming a welder or be or uh, becoming a a. you know, a, a waiter, a cook, a chef, a, uh, whatever it might be, whatever you're really good at. If you can find something you're good at and get paid for it, I know you've heard it before, uh, that's great, especially if you can help others. So that was good advice for me.
1: Great. Yeah, because then you said you said you know being there and you know teaching other people that is part of your that really is part of your personality. I mean, you were natural oh, yeah. born. So tell us about the ultimate mastermind group because that's your your free time. I <laughs> say that's that's your hobby. That's your entrepreneur job. Tell us right. about that.
0: Well, the cool thing about that, and the thing I, I I love about about this is helping people get clear about what they want. In that, what they want their businesses to do, and a lot of times, it, it's it's helping them to be to be focused on the things and activities that they need to do in order to be able to accomplish that. My my friend Nate, uh, who was the the wireless guru, is is killing it in real estate. His his father owns a, a real estate company in um, in Harbor Springs, Michigan. And uh, he's using drone technology to show homes and, uh, and show the beautiful area of Michigan from, from the sky, from a different perspective. And he's, taking his, en- yeah, and he's taking his entrepreneurial genius uh, uh, from, uh, from back not knowing what he wanted to do to going, okay, I'm a father. I'm, I'm, uh, a new husband. Uh, I've got to, I got to bring home the bacon. Yeah, I got to, but he's got to create. And so he, uh, we got him focused on what he needed to do. And part of that, part of that was some life coaching, not just business coaching, was to say, Hey, you know, you're, you, you, gotta, you got a you got a, a new child, a new wife, you've got to bring home the bacon. So how are you going to do that? So so we help him get get from uh, zero in real estate to he, he just signed his uh, one of his biggest deals ever and has his biggest listing and he's really getting focused in what he needs to do to be to uh, to produce what he needs to for his life now. So helping people. Um, stay focused is really a lot of fun. And I don't have to be face-to-face. I can do it part-time. We have a virtual uh, mastermind group meeting every month, and we have one-on-one phone calls using this same technology, this Uber conference. Uh, we do one-on-one coaching calls, and we've got clients all over the U.S. And uh, it's it's easy to do. It doesn't take a lot of overhead to have a coaching program. And... Um, it's really fun because you you get to work with people one-on-one and in a group. A mastermind group is, is an awesome experience. Uh, just yeah, because
1: what I find is that you can easily, you know, it's sort of like a pregnancy, you know, because I'm obviously very maternal. It's like a pregnancy. You take someone at the conception of their idea, yeah. when there's the clarity, and you grow them and you see their development until they finally you know birth and it could be you know they birth the the six figure business or they birth the new idea or they really stand in their power of of finally having you know made uh, you know their their goals and yeah the mastermind idea of the continuous relationship and helping them and supporting them along the journey i find is yes it is a must and even yeah. getting back to people who would be interested in transitioning into any kind of corporate business, so that is one of the biggest things that I would, you know, the, a piece of advice I would give people is find someone who's done it before and really has a good program and a strategy, and they can take you step by step along the way. Right. Yeah, that, that's, that's super. Well, how can people find out more about you? Do you have websites? Do you have you know, even a telephone number to share?
0: Sure, well, they can, they can find me, um, they can connect with me at my website, paulguyon.com, P A U L G U Y O N.com. You can also find me on Facebook, I'm usually on there at uh, Paul D. Guyon. Uh, and you'll, there's links on my website to my Facebook profile. And uh, you can call me at 231 357 5513. And if I don't answer, just leave a message and tell, tell uh, just leave a message and say that you heard my interview on Journey to Success Radio.
1: Super, super. Okay, last piece of, um, of advice for people, you know, just wishing them, instead of just wishing them a good day, the last kind of piece of advice?
0: Well, you said it in the opening. Uh, it's never too late to turn, to, to, uh, to change your life. For the better, and to turn your back on a life that doesn't serve you now to to a life that does. So all you yeah, have to do is first. make up your mind to do it, and have faith, and some discipline, and just go out there and do it, and have fun doing it.
1: Great, great. Yeah, I would. This is Diana Dentinger. I'd like to thank everyone for you know, you know participating, listening to this interview, and once again, you can find out more journey to success radio.com and both paul and i are co-authors of the book journey to success volume two which is on amazon and you know thank you again paul for dedicating your time to us today and thanks for everyone for joining us i really appreciate it and check us out and also uh you know go ahead and download the book because there are just a lot a lot of inspiring stories okay thanks thank a lot. you sure I have a great day you too.
0: Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtutal.com for details.